This episode is brought to you by Hulu, presenting Legacy, the true story of the L.A. Lakers. From the backboard to the front office, Legacy captures the remarkable rise and unprecedented success of one of the most iconic franchises in professional sports. Featuring new revealing interviews from players, coaches, and execs, this 10-part documentary series chronicles this extraordinary story from the inside. Watch Legacy, the true story of the L.A. Lakers now, only on Hulu. When you need help or advice, you turn to your parents or a trusted friend for help. So why go outside of Virginia, your home, when you need car insurance? Abra Insurance gives you individual attention and won't turn your way no matter what your driving record looks like. Giving same-day personal service in the state of Virginia for over 30 years. Abra Insurance, 979-0814 is the number. AbraInsurance.com is the site. What up, what up, what up, the Ballhawk Show? Say one more time. What up, what up, what up, the Ballhawk Show? What up, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up, do? Welcome to the Ball Hawk Show podcast. I'm your host, Amaya Hawkins. And I thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to the latest episode of the show. Before we get started, as always, thank you to my sponsor, one of my sponsors, Aber Insurance. Aber Insurance of Virginia, servicing the state of Virginia for over 20 years. If you need car, home, business, any type of insurance, holler at Billy and Charlene. White, right up here off Rye Road. If you're here in Charlottesville, definitely go check out Able Insurance and tell them the Ball Hawk sent you. So, uh, this episode we will be recapping uh, Virginia versus Miami. Played on Saturday at John Paul Jones Arena, uh, the last game before we get a week off uh, as we prepare for not only game day, but Duke University yet again for uh, a rematch of two college football college basketball current powerhouses as far as the season i know if i say college powerhouses and i put virginia in there you hating tar hill fans gonna start talking about championships and how we don't have any ncaa championships that is so um i'll preface my comment since y'all are so petty um if this is your first time tuning in to the ball hawk show i appreciate you for stopping by make sure you sus- make sure you subscribe on itunes Apple Podcasts, Blog Talk Radio, Podbean, uh, Google Play, YouTube. Definitely check out my YouTube channel. Just search the Ballhawk Show, and then follow me on Twitter and Instagram with the handle at I Am Ballhawk, and get your Shut the Hell Up Juice shirts at sthujuice.com. Shout out to uh, my man Ty Jerome and DeAndre Hunter for purchasing uh, merch from the online store. Definitely appreciate that. So, um. Let's go ahead and jump into it. The Cavaliers got a um got a victory over Miami. It wasn't it wasn't impressive at all as far as the the makeup and how it looked. 10 point win, 56 to 46 held another team to under 50 points. Virginia is now 20 and 1, 8 and 1 in the ACC. Extended its school record for consecutive 20 win seasons to now 8 straight years, 8 straight seasons with at least 20 wins 
Virginia extended its streak of 11 or more home wins to 10 straight seasons. The Cavaliers have a 13-game home winning streak. UVA is 11-12 all-time versus Miami. Now with that victory, the Cavaliers are also 7-4 against the Hurricanes in Charlottesville. Um, some other post-game notes before we get to individual notes. Um, UVA is unbeaten at John Paul Jones Arena this season. They are 11-0. Last year, the only defeat was to Virginia Tech in overtime. Virginia is an ACC lead in 53-5. That's 91% in league home games over the past seven seasons. Second is Duke, who is 52-7. UVA is 9-0 when holding opponents to 50 or fewer points and 85-2 and all-time under coach Tony Bennett. Um, UVA led 28-21 to at halftime, limited Miami to 28% from the field. So, with that being said, let's go ahead and jump into some player notes. Double figures, DeAndre Hunter had 14 points, Mamani Diakite had 11 points, and Kyle Guy had 10 points. Ty Jerome missed his first game of his UVA career with a back injury, breaking his streak of 88 consecutive games played here at the university. Kyle Guy has a 21-game three-point streak, and also Guy moved into sole position of 45th on UVA's career scoring list with 1,042 points. Kihei Clark, who got the start, had a career-high six turnovers this game, and we'll break down more of what he did that was positive in this game. Um, Clark also played the season-high 37 minutes and matched the season-high with six assists. Mamdi Diakite had three blocks and has a 14-game block shot streak. Jack Salt matched the season high with nine rebounds, and Braxton Key matched a career high with two blocks. So as we look into the box scores, UVA as a team, they shot 42% from the field, just 35.3% from three. They attempted 17 three-pointers and hit six and they were 60% from the free throw line. Conversely, they held Miami to shooting just 34% from the field and just 19% from three. Their jumper was from three was absolutely broken. They was four of 21, and they got various good looks. Um, they had some contested looks and shot clock threes that they had to take, but um, their jumper was just off. And just looking at the game live in attendance, um, I like to sit up high in like the 300 so I can see the whole floor. That's just the football to me. If I'm not doing sideline stuff, I like to stay up in the box. I want to see the whole field. It's the same thing with football, uh, basketball. I want to see the whole court so I can see what guys are doing weak side and the backside cut and how they head. So um, just sitting up in the 300s yesterday, um, I noticed, you know, a lot of guys were open and the ball wasn't getting to them as fast as we normally have been accustomed to seeing the ball being moved and operated. And to start with a guy like Ty Jerome, you know, we got to we gotta make this be known. Ty Jerome is a, is a phenomenal player, a guy that um, had injuries in high school and was overlooked by various schools and always had the greatness, too, with inside him. And he's put into work, put in the work to be a top 25 NBA draft prospect right now. And when you have a – bona fide NBA player missing from your lineup, there will be a drop off. So he's not only a top twenty five prospect, but he's a six foot five point guard that has um superb handles, su- superb court vision and basketball IQ and he knows his offense like the back of his hand. So the feel was a little different. But 
Kihei Clark is a guy that has come in and surprised everybody uh, since he stepped on this campus and he got the start. This isn't the first game he started all year, but usually the luxury of him being in the starting lineup he has had is that Ty Jerome has been on the court with him. Similar to when Ty Jerome was young, he leaned on London Parentes. So Kihei Clark's London Parentes is Ty Jerome. And with Ty Jerome not on the court, he had to assume the risk of it is almost if if you if I could put it in the football terms because you know I'm a football player, um, it's just like if the radio went out in the helmet of the of a young quarterback, and he has this guru offensive mind, and usually quarterbacks the 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 speaker don't doesn't cut off until a certain amount of time in the, in the play clock and when they get into the line of scrimmage, so. You know, as you call the play, you break the huddle, the coach can still say, hey, watch for the robber. If it's cover two, check to your left. Make sure you're alert. Omaha, blah, blah, blah. But if that leaves, that's, that, that safety net is gone. So now this quarterback has to run all those demos in his head, all those alerts in his head. And I think that's what you saw with Kihei Clark early in the game is that um, he will have a high screen pick and roll with a jack saw, a huff, especially with Jay Huff, and he would kind of miss them because – he will automatically go weak side to the elbow off the pick and roll instead of, you know, giving me two or three penetration dribbles so he can get a clear lane to throw that alley-oop or a clear lane to bounce pass it. Um, he would miss him. And you could hear a lot of people in the crowd saying, oh, man, Kihei, get your eyes up, get your eyes up. And I just think the game speed was faster than what he was accustomed to. Because the safety blank, the safety blanket of Ty Jerome wasn't there. So you got to look at how Miami's playing defense. Usually when Kihei Clark's in the game, he has two sharpshooters on that elbow or corner to where everything's going to declare quick. But when you lose one of your snipers that shoots from Thailand, now the defense is going to shift differently than what you've been seeing all year. And that's what Kihei Clark ran into. So it wasn't like – um he was struggling because he didn't know what to do. It was the fact that he had to wait to learn how to adjust to this because he had never had to deal with those type of looks that Miami was giving him. And he's just a freshman, diminutive. The guy that was checking him was shorter than him. He had never seen that. You know, Chris Likes is shorter than Kihei Clark. So that's another thing. He was playing against one of the better point guards in the ACC. Now, not only do you lose a guy who I consider the best point guard in the ACC in Ty Jerome, so you lose your own best point guard, and then across from you, you have one of the premier point guards opposite of Ty Jerome playing against you, and he's shorter than you and quicker than you. Kihei's not going to go up against any other point guards that's probably quick or just as quick as him. So this was the perfect storm, the perfect learning uh, match for Kihei and it was at home it was a good thing it was at home so when you see the six turnovers the six assists you understood why he had some struggles and it was some passes that were great passes but he had to understand his personnel one time he had a no look to Jack Salt under the basket and people were like come on Kihei don't you know I mean come on Jack Salt and I'm just like yo Jack is not even looking for the ball like he's not accustomed to looking for the ball on the block you ever had that player when you're playing pickup and they know and, and, they, and they tell you, don't pass me the ball right here. Like, even though I'm cutting, I might be wide open. Don't pass me the ball. Jack Salt's one of those guys where he's so accustomed to not getting on the ball, getting the ball in certain spots of the floor that when the ball's thrown to him, he's like, what the, what, like, 
who you throwing to? Like he looking at you like, why you throwing it to me? KYP, know your personnel. So Kihei's a kid that's very unselfish. He's going to make the great basketball play. So he's not going to recognize who the recipient is. He's just at this age, you open, take this rock. And he had, he made a lot of nice passes um, off of his uh, flight. So he'll go up like, like he's going up for layup, draw the defense in, he'll get a little wrap around um, and, and dump ball. So I thought, it, you know, for his first start without Ty Jerome, you know, it was a great learning experience. Coach Bennett said he played like a freshman at times, and then other times he played like we've been seeing all season where he's been very sound with the basketball. Uh, change of speed is phenomenal, you know. Just had likes doing spin moves like he was Michael Jackson without the basketball. And I like what I saw out of him, and he, he's very capable. Um, also, Kihei hit some threes, so he's showing you you just can't sag off of him. That, that's the one thing I like about the young man. He's going to compete. You know, six, you know, he has six turnovers, but he still has five rebounds. Um, I, I like what I saw. I, I I knew he would struggle without Ty Jerome there, so it didn't really worry me. Um, DeAndre Hunter was just six of 13 from the floor. He has six rebounds. Referees are starting to ref him a little differently. I, I see that they'll call offensive foul on him a lot because he's got his shoulders gotten so broad. He's so strong that guys are starting to flop off of him and they're getting calls against him. And um, the thing about him is he's in a predicament because people don't want to really see him. Like, they want to see DeAndre do well, but they don't want to see him do so well that he's going to lead. That's how I feel like it is with DeAndre Hunter. You know, it's the selfish part of a fan that's like, damn, I want DeAndre to ball out. But the more that he ball out, the more he's going to leave us. And I want him to bring us a national championship. And I think that's the predicament we fall in with DeAndre Hunter. I know that was just a sidebar, but – um, let's get back into the analytics. As far as how we played offensively, we were definitely out of sync. We were, we were sloppy. We didn't shoot the ball particularly well. And it seems like since the Duke game, um, our shooting hasn't been what we've been accustomed to leading up to that game. And um, I had a fan ask me on YouTube, and I forgot the name. I don't even have it up in front of me. But he asked me to talk about uh, do I feel like the video – between Hunter and Cal Guy has played a role as far as the way our team has looked since the Duke game. As far as shooting and sloppy play, um, how many turn? We had 14 turnovers. So we basically had 30 turnovers in the past two games, which we probably hadn't had 30 turnovers in 10 games coming into the Duke game. But since, you know, the last two games, we got 30 turnovers. Um, and I, I really wholeheartedly – don't think that I think that video was just a disservice to the to the players because certain guys get up differently. And if I could use myself for example, if if I'm preparing for a game, I'm very I'm I'm a, I'm a prick. Like I'm very mean, I'm very focused. Um I'm not dapping everybody up, but like I'm locked in, I'm visualizing so um I'm pretty sure if the social media age was in 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 the running like it is right now, it could be a lot of misconceptions of how people felt towards me and my teammates leading up to the game. And just seeing how those guys interact, um, I doubted if they had a true beef that spilled over onto the court because I've been on plenty of teams where I didn't get along with a teammate, couldn't stand a teammate, but once we got in between those lines, we were the best of friends because we had a 
the same common goal. That's why I always talk about in my other podcast when it comes to the world. If the world could just be like a sports locker room and a sports team, you wouldn't have to worry about racism because everybody has a common goal. And we don't see race. We just see what each other, we just see brothers and, and, and what we can do to better help each other. And that's why I don't feel like that video is an illustration of why we're struggling. I just felt like you can interpret the video any way that you want to. And you, if you feel like that it's a spat between those two, that's your prerogative. Me personally, it's not a spat between those guys because I've been there, done that. And just knowing Ty Jerome and knowing DeAndre Hunter, those guys don't hold grudges against it. Like that was a, one of the nice, some of the nicest human beings you ever meet. So that's why it, I shot it to the left because I know them personally. Now, if you don't know them personally, you have every right to draw draw a conclusion that is negative for the betterment of the team. That's your that's your right. But um, this this game overall, it was difficult to watch live in in the building. Um, I think we've been so we have great standards for this program now. I always had the slogan, "Good is the enemy of great," and everybody's holding this program to a great standard because they've demonstrated greatness on a consistent basis. And anything less than that would not be tolerated. And that's what you want out of your fans and and out of your head coach. Uh, many times, as Coach Bennett called timeout for various reasons because we were very sloppy, uncharacteristic shots, uncharacteristic defensive lapses. Um, he's holding them accountable. I mean, I told my wife, man, we up. You would you would have thought we were losing how we were acting towards our team and how Coach Bennett was holding them accountable. You would have thought that Miami was close and always in the, it was always like a nine or ten point lead majority of the game. Like we were in control the the entire game. You know what I'm saying? And that's what we come accustomed to. And I think that's a great thing. Uh, we had 26 points in the paint. We had eight points off a of turnover. So if you look at it, we have 14 turnovers. They only have four points off those 14 turnovers. So you look at that as a plus of saying, yes, you may have turned the ball over, but did you get back on defense? Did you sulk? Did you point the finger? No, those guys continue to compete. Um, second chance points is we, we limited uh, Florida State. I mean, not Florida State, Miami on that. If you remember NC State had – what, 12 or 16 offensive rebounds, Miami only had five. You know, it's a different team, but we corrected that. I think Monte Diakite is definitely the table the table starter for us. It seems like when we get him going early, he feeds off that and he becomes that dynamic rim protector that we love to see. Um, Braxton Key is a guy that's first off the bench, you know, beginning of the season, he was the starter. Braxton Key to me is like that the guy. That if things are going wrong, you put him in and he corrects. He's the key. He corrects it. He unlocks the game genie to where we get back on track. Um, I really love when he comes into the game, just his feel for the game, understanding who he is, understanding what's on the floor with him and what's needed of him. Um, he had eight rebounds that again, I mean, I think he leads the team in rebounding and he doesn't even start. Um, Jack Salt's a guy you're gonna get what you're gonna get out of him. Just a just a just a strong dude. That's it. Uh Jay Huff only played nine minutes, and I think just because with Braxton Key at Diakite, they they gave us that lineup that we needed to really keep Miami off balance. I thought Jay Huff was very hesitant yesterday for some reason. 
Um, I thought he had some good looks at the top of the key. I feel like every team is going to sag off him at the top of the key because they feel like a Tony Bennett team won't shoot early in the shot clock. And unless your name is Kyle Gow, Ty Jerome, um, even DeAndre Hunter won't take an early shot. But Ty and Kyle, and Kyle are take early shots in the shot clock. And that may be something in the scouting report that they see that, hey, if it's early in the shot clock, you can sag off of these guys. But those two guys will actually take a shot. Um, I, didn't, I, I just didn't think he was as aggressive as I'm used to seeing. And we just don't know if it's because now we expect him to always do well because his grumblers have wanted him to start and wanted him to get more minutes. And you just never know how an individual will respond to those expectations. Now, I'm not saying as, as in a negative tone because I think Jay Huff is going to definitely be special for us. And the more that he's on the floor, you see how the defense has to adjust to him. And anytime we see Jay Huff on a block, guys, and nobody's like that close to him, just throw it up to the square. He'll go catch it. You know, just letting y'all know, you know, you got the live passer badge on 2K, just throw it up to 30. He'll go get it. Um, Cal guy, just two or eight from three, four or 15 from the uh, field. He was asked to be more of a ball handler, so that took him out of his comfort zone. Um, so he took some shots that he wasn't accustomed to taking. He had to f- try to force the issue when we were playing sloppy. He scored in, in some bunches to to get us out of a rut. And um, I saw Marco Anthony got in early in the game, but he didn't see any more minutes. He only played one minute. So if you look at the minutes played, DeAndre Hunter played 39. Diakite played 31. Kyle Guy played 38. Uh, Kihei Clark played 37. Uh, Braxton Key played 27, then Jack Salt played 18, Jay Huff played 9, and Marco Anthony played 1. So when we come to the Jay Huff situation about getting more minutes, I always told the people it's not about, you know, is he going to play more than Jack Salt. I always felt like Braxton Key was the guy that if you're going to play Jay Huff, you're either going to take minutes from Key or Diakite. And Diakite's been so phenomenal on the defensive side of the ball as far as blocking shots, being that great rim protector, and also getting a starter early that he's actually been the hot hand these past couple of weeks. And this is just a testament to Diakite because if you if you don't remember, Diakite at times couldn't stay on the court more for five minutes without getting two fouls. So, I mean, he had four fouls this game, but he played 30-plus minutes. Four or seven from the field, he was efficient. I just like his activity, his athleticism. He had five offensive rebounds, so I, I that's what I'm saying, activity. And the fact that Jack Salt had nine total, I saw three or four, you know, slap outs that he does that he doesn't get credit for. So um, this is a game that we we are glad that's over, if, if you know what I mean. We're glad this game over with. Gets much need to rest, recovery, film study, work on your craft, gets extra days of shooting, extra days of spacing. Um, hopefully Ty Jerome back is responding well to treatment. Now it's all about pain tolerance because the one thing about a back injury is that there's no really set timetable. It's just all about the individual, their flexibility, their diet, what they eat, um, the treatment that they're receiving, are they overdoing it, the rest, elevating your feet. Just It's just so many things that it comes with, with the back. And Todd Jerome is a guy that's so unorthodox, um, has great balance on the jump shot, so his back can definitely affect him. When it comes to his floaters and it comes to his change of directions and his hesitation move that he uses. Um, so, going to definitely keep our eye out on, on Ty. And I'm, I'm pretty sure knowing Ty Jerome, he's a competitor. 
Um, I, I think he did the smart thing of or the coaching staff or the training staff, whoever decided to hold him out of this game. I think it was an appropriate thing because we all are competitive. We, we all want to play. But this was the perfect game to sit him down, give him an extra day of rest because game time and practice time is totally different. The game is physical. Um, your endorphins are kicking in, so you may think you're fine, and then the next day you can set yourself back two and three days. So I think it was a great thing that they set him out um, and allow him to rest, and, and that, that goes to show the confidence that we have in Kihei, and that goes to show the development, the advanced development that he has. So um, that's, all I'm a, that's all I got for you guys, man. That's that 23 minutes. We're hitting the 23-minute mark a little bit after maybe 24 because when I record this, it ain't like I time up the intro. So it's probably 24 right now because the intro is a minute. So with that being said, man, appreciate y'all for tuning in. I'm recording this on Sunday. So hopefully you guys enjoy the Super Bowl. Um, Shout out to my man, Chris Long, Walter Payton, man of the year for the NFL. Salute to Chris Long, a great ambassador for the University of Virginia. What can you say about Chris Long? Um, he's also teaming up. Malcolm Brogdon is also teaming up with his Waterboy organization. Just great ambassadors. And I think that's the goal for this program is, you know, for us to be great ambassadors. Um, we all fall short. We all make mistakes. But in the long run, do the positive outweigh the negatives? And um, what more can you say uh, about great men like that? So definitely appreciate you guys, appreciate you guys for tuning in. It's the Ballhawk Show. Subscribe to the channel. <laughs> Ballhawk. I want the whole world spin my record. Shero, the hoodie styles, check game, stay free records. Ho! Shorty girl, fed the death in a massaging. Bad news, even be massaging. I got a city happy, I be massaging. Pinky rings on my finger, I massaging. I got a street broke coffee, cause I massage. I coming through about a whole account of large. I be massaging. I be massaged. I'm coming through with Cadillacs and massaging. Yeah, boats of constantly massaging. I got GPS, I be massaging. I catch coca fish, cause I'm massaging. I like a macaroni plate, I be massaging. Even oodles and noodles, I be massaging. Drill out the ghetto, cause I'm massaging. I got ice around my neck, cause I'm massaging. I even gold teeth, I massaging. A pinky ring iced out, cause I'm massaging. I got a hundred million dollars, I be massaging. I got ten. I be massaging. I got a thousand dollars. I be massaging. I got twenty-two cent and be massaging. I take a penny and be massaging. I tell shorty girl sex. I be massaging. You big too. I be massaging. I be massaging. I be massaging. I got a GPS stern with massaging. Whole shit road chain be massaging. I got a Uzi. I be massaging. I got a twelve gauge pump. I massage. I got a hundred thousand. I massage. I ain't broke, I be massaging. I stay paid, I be massaging. I stay late, I be massaging. I hit the poop all night cause I'm massaging. She wanna come through loaded and massage. Whole cheese, we massage. Bad new party constantly massage. Ain't no joke, I be massaging. Even the bacon and eggs, I be massaging. Huh? Polo shirts, Santo Adidas, I be massaging. I love you, sweetie cake. Spin my record, let me give you the game On how to get rich Take a penny And flip a penny Then 40 billion uh-huh. Why I be massaging What? Car stern wheel 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.